filled with teaching, truths and issues that matter. Bernie Diamond's A Different Perspective, part of Night Vision each weeknight. Details at vision.org.au. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, the federal budget is being talked about and is dominating a lot of the headlines in the media. The federal budget will be handed down by the Treasurer on the 8th of May. So let's get a little bit of an idea as to a preview of what we may be expecting in the federal budget because there have been a number of leaks on various levels. A chat today with Gavin Martin, the founder and managing director of Cornerstone Wealth in Melbourne. Gavin's joining us. Hello, Gavin. Welcome back to 2020. G'day, Neil. Great to be with you. Gavin, still no doubt lots of leaks still to come in the lead up to the delivering of this year's federal budget, but the government's patting itself on the back, uh, suggesting that they're well disciplined and putting spending on track to achieve a budget surplus. Do you think the Treasurer is on track with that actual goal to get a surplus? Yes, even since the mid-year economic and fiscal update back in December, um, we have had some improvements in the budget so that this year's deficit, the 2017-18 year deficit, is looking like being reduced from $30 billion deficit down to a $15 billion deficit. So that's almost halving the original um, estimate uh, that we got this time last year. So it's a really good sign that the economy is doing well and really off the back of uh, global uh, growth. Gavin, a lot of toing and froing as to who's responsible for a turnaround economically. Uh, can the government claim the uh, the whole thing is because of their good decision, uh, because of their uh, disciplined spending, uh, or is it something that perhaps we ought to be looking further afield, uh, global issues affecting our economy here? Yeah, it's very hard to uh, attribute exactly where the growth has come from, whether the government can claim some of it. They'll argue that they've put in place measures to uh, stimulate growth and grow jobs. Um, but uh, really a lot of it's to do with uh, the low interest rate environment, um, uh, even the uh, Trump uh, tax cuts, the company tax cuts, have done a lot to um, bring about growth globally. And it's almost in a what they call a... Goldilocks uh, global economic growth type period that's actually uh, probably influencing this more than the um, than the federal government at this stage. So because there's an increase in revenue and uh, if we did put that down to some new disciplines being implemented, uh, last week the Treasurer's announcement the Medicare levy increase has been scrapped I imagine that's dollars in the pocket of every Australian because uh, we were all going to be shelling out for that. Yeah, exactly. Depending on what your earnings were, the um, uh, Medicare levy was going to increase from uh, 2% to 2.5% from July of 2018. It already went up half a percent um, last year from the 1st of July last year. So it's a bit of a reprieve not to have to incur another tax increase um, in a few months' time. So, So great news for... Um, for most Australians in that case. Gavin, let's talk about corporate tax cuts because the government and the Treasurer has been talking all sorts of ways, uh, reflecting those promises from the Prime Minister to cut corporate tax. The opposition, uh, they've been poo-pooing the idea. 
that's still yet to go through the Senate. Uh, what are your thoughts about what might be ahead of us with announcements in the federal budget? Yeah, we've already had uh, uh, company tax rates cut for businesses less than $25 million in turnover. Uh, so that's been reduced from 30% to 27.5%. And then uh, next financial year, that um, threshold of um, size of a business is uh, increasing to $50 million of uh, turnover. That's the new threshold that will access the 27.5% tax um, uh, company tax rate. Uh, and what uh, the coalition is trying to implement is bringing um, the company tax rate down from 30 to 25 across the board, regardless of the size of uh, the company. And uh, I guess the, the coalition is saying that it's going to stimulate um, investment and jobs and therefore growth that will then, in a cyclical nature, end up increasing uh, tax receipts, so increasing the revenue for the government. Um, but I guess the other side of it is, um, I guess, arguing for the tax cuts is that uh, internationally uh, company tax rates are coming down. So for Australia to remain competitive, um, they need to uh, uh, keep putting pressure on these company uh, tax rates. The US has gone from 35% company tax rate down to 21%. That's a significant change. And, um, uh, yeah, that's what Australia needs to compete with uh, to um, maintain their global competitiveness. And, of course, the argument for the trickle-down effect, bringing those tax cuts, is that there'll be more jobs and more in our pay packets. Uh, the argument from the opposition, of course, is that uh, that money will just simply be absorbed into the hands of the already rich. Uh, what are your thoughts on whether those tax cuts will have effects either way? Yeah, they both arguments have validity. You could argue either way. Um, even the, the, um, the US tax cuts, they're saying that uh, they'll provide a boost to the economy in the short term, but then there's going to be... Um, they'll have to pay for it at some point into the future. So it's a challenge. It's a balance between maintaining their competitiveness in a global um, uh, economic environment uh, whilst not um, letting go too many of the uh, company tax receipts. So uh, it's, it's a really challenging one to balance, but uh, there is a, a medium in there, and, uh, and, and striking that balance, I guess, is what the government um, needs to do, uh, try to... To, to not go too far either way. Gavin, let me bring you to an issue that makes chaplains nervous every time there's a new federal budget, uh, the idea that funding may well run out at some point, uh, particularly when we're talking about schools chaplains. And just to mention here that you have a position on the board at Scripture Union in Victoria, one of the chaplaincy providers. Uh, you might have some inside information or concerns that might be reflected about what's happening with chaplaincy. What ought we expect when it comes to uh, deliberations for the budget? Well, we're hoping as an organisation that with the um, positive um, uh, uh, progress with the budget uh, m moving towards surplus and moving towards surplus quicker than previously planned uh, based on last year's budget, that there might be the scope in this year's budget to uh, continue with chapl chaplaincy funding. Uh, so there was a um, $60 million of funding um, uh, four years ago that funded the last four years of uh, chaplains in schools 
and uh, we're looking for that to be um, continued and grown a little bit so that we can actually continue to pay uh, chaplains uh, reasonably as well. And as a financial advisor, Gavin, uh, when you're talking with uh, individuals, uh, people who own businesses, uh, people who are concerned about superannuation issues, uh, is this budget something that you're looking forward to in a positive sense or are there some negatives that you might just be a little concerned about? Yeah, definitely looking at uh, this budget in more of a positive sense, but positive in that uh, hopefully there are not many changes with... um, uh, last year's budget was uh, involved significant changes to superannuation rules. That undermines the confidence of the system and the confidence of people to uh, continue to use um, uh, those uh, tax-effective structures to save for their retirement long term. So the, posi- the positive nature of this um, budget is that I don't think they're going to touch on or, or uh, play with uh, the superannuation and personal taxation too much. Uh, and that's a that's a great thing. Uh, we started talking in this conversation about a move towards a budget surplus. Uh, you think that given the changes and the revenues that are coming in, that uh, that budget surplus will be reached by the same sort of measure the government's expecting? Uh, yes, so the expectation um, uh, based on the, the latest figures would be a surplus in the nineteen twenty financial year. So... Uh, next year's uh, budget will still be deficit, but hopefully half that level. So it was going to be $20 billion down to t- uh, $10 billion and then surplus in the 1920 uh, financial year. So everything still needs to continue to uh, travel well. We need to see growth both in Australia and globally for that to occur. But it is a really good sign. Uh, for the last decade, we've seen the, the potential surplus uh, budget being pushed out each year uh, and this is the first time that we've seen it actually come back uh, the other way. So hopefully that uh, continues. Well, Gavin Martin, always appreciate your insights and I'll look forward to another catch-up perhaps on a debrief after the Treasurer delivers the 2018 budget, uh, the 8th of May. Uh, so we'll uh, no doubt we'll be talking probably on the 9th of May and doing a, a bit of a budget debrief. Gavin Martin, the Founder and Managing Director of Cornerstone Wealth in Melbourne, the Cornerstone Wealth website, cornerstonewealth.com.au. Gavin, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Great to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.